0: All right, ladies
1: and gentlemen, welcome to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Folks, it has been a hectic week and a half for me. And as you've noticed, I mean, we did the show with Wide Awake Jim yesterday, but I was off a couple of days here and there. I explained some of it in the Dustin Gold nugget yesterday. But uh, my mother made a surprise visit into town last week, and so I got tied up with that. And the next thing you know, we're having the great bread bake-off, and she's trying to help me tweak my bread and get it better. So I got tied up with that stuff, and then she finally left town, and then we had a septic problem uh here at the house so i've been dealing with the septic guy and then i had to do some plumbing i had a friend helping with the plumbing so anyway i got tied up with that for a few days there's still some issues here we had to dig up the front the septic guy to drain the septic tank now the uh the uh, main A pipe that goes into the septic tank from the house. I've got to snake that out tomorrow. Folks, it's been a mess. But anyway, I'm glad it happened because it's preparing me for the West Virginia homestead. So that's all fine and dandy. Then I mentioned in the nugget yesterday, I had a major mishap uh, having to go into the matrix yesterday. Bringing my mother-in-law to the airport who was going uh, back to poland after being here for three months with us and a very nice woman very nice woman. not the typical uh mother-in-law jokes here believe it or not because uh i actually uh, enjoyed her company she was a lot of help she cooked when we didn't have time she enjoyed our cooking she was uh took a lot of stress off of maggie As Maggie uh, transitioned back into work, not transitioned into a man, folks. She transitioned back to work uh, because she had six weeks, seven weeks of maternity leave, something like that. So anyway, it was great. And yesterday we were all set, uh, did some work in the morning. And then at one o'clock, we were getting ready to go out the door to drop her off at Dulles Airport, which is about an hour away. And so Maggie, while I was recording my show with Wide Awake Jim, was checking the flight and she could not find the flight, either on Dulles' airport website or on Scandinavia Airlines. That's the airline that uh, Eva was going to be flying out on. And uh, we had booked these tickets all the way back in August. And so, its I mean, how, how many months ago was that, folks? A long time ago. So Maggie, as soon as I'm done recording, she's freaking out. She goes, I can't find the flight. You know, we were making sure it wasn't going to be late. We didn't want to get there too early. And so I start poking around and looking it up, and I figure out the flight was actually the day before. All right, so yesterday was Wednesday. They had moved the flight to Tuesday course we checked maggie had never gotten an email never got a text message no notification no call nothing i mean she's highly organized folks it would have been switched on the calendar immediately and so we call up customer service maggie's freaking out when i told her i said no the flight was yesterday the flight was wednesday and now she's freaking out her mom needs to get home her father uh, they live in Poland. Her father works in France. And he drove all the way back from France, back to Belhantu. uh It's the, kind of the city they live in. They live in a rural area, but the closest city. And he drove all the way back so that he could go pick her up, you know, three hours away at the Warsaw Airport. And so the poor guy, you know, he's waiting, and now all of a sudden the flight's canceled or it was moved. We don't know what to do. So we call customer service, folks. And this, and this is me stepping into the matrix. I hate the matrix. It's like when I got thrown into the hospital, when we had to transfer from the home birth to the hospital. I've told that story in detail on the show. You should look for that episode. It was great. About three and a half hours long. Um, anyway, so I make the call to customer service, and it th- turns out that they're on central European time, right? So nobody's answering and it's a typical nine to five office like here, maybe less hours because it's Europe. So uh, Maggie pokes around, she finds another number. She calls, she gets through. We get this woman on the phone. Uh, She was not Scandinavian, by the way. No, I mean, this was like a Filipino in a call center, the same ones I had to deal with when we were fighting Citibank. I told that story on the show as well. So you can go back and find that. But it it sounds like they're underwater. So in the new world of customer service at the corporate level, they put the uh, customer service reps, these Filipino circus midgets. I mean, they sound like circus midgets. They're like, oh, hello, I'm on Filipino circus midget. And they sound like they're underwater. It's like an intentionally broken up landline. And I know that's the case. I know that's the case because uh, my mother had run customer service and set up customer service departments for Comcast, AT&T, uh, the company Vonage. Um, she worked with City for years. So she knows how it works. It's all done intentionally to make you hang up. So they sound like they're underwater breathing through a snorkel. And then it's literally a Filipino circus midget that they dose up with estrogen and have suck on helium balloons. I mean, that that's literally what it sounds like you're talking to. So it's like... And uh, anyway, you know, after you talk to them for 15, 20 minutes, you could start to kind of decode what they're saying. It's like talking to someone with, with a broken accent. And you finally figure it out. So what she tries to tell us is that, sorry, our system shows that you got a confirmation email that we changed the date back on December 7th. And I said, no, we did not. You know, Maggie's talking to her first. She was getting mad. So I took over because I knew if you start yelling at them, they're going to hang up on you. And so uh, I start talking. And I finally figure out with her what she's saying. She calls the so-called back office and then says, we sent you a confirmation email on December 7th. I said, well, you didn't. And she said, well, you're going to have to prove that. I said, how can I prove that you didn't send something to me? I said, how about you prove that you did send the email to me? Well, she couldn't prove that, said it's not her job to prove that. So I said, listen, I want to talk to a manager. And I figure like every company, they have a protocol, some sort of a policy, if you ask like 345 times in a row that you want to talk to a superior, a manager, a supervisor, you have to use different words because sometimes they'll play semantics, they'll tell you they don't have a manager and that's because they call it a supervisor or a floor supervisor or a superior, right? So I play that game forever. Finally, by the end, I told the lady, I said, how do you like being a criminal? How do you like being a thief? She got so offended. How dare you say that to me? I said, listen, you're telling us that we are not going to be reimbursed, whatever it was, the $500 for that ticket. Uh, I have to go online, right, on Scandinavian Airlines website and file a complaint of which I said I know is never going to be answered. Uh, And then... You're telling me you could schedule her on a flight tomorrow, which was the flight today, for $2,291.40, I believe it was. Yeah, $2,291.40. I said, this is criminal. She said, I am not a criminal. I said, well, the Scandinavian Airlines is, and you work for them. You just spent 20 minutes telling me you're their representative. I can't talk to a manager. So as far as I'm concerned, you're a criminal, and you're a thief. And she said, that's it. I don't have to take these personal insults, and she hung up on me. So that was okay, because what I learned when we were dealing with Citibank is you could eventually get someone decent on the phone. Uh, I don't know if they have your number tracked and part of the protocol is after 15 calls, they'll finally send you through to like a real person and not a Filipino circus midget on helium getting dosed up with estrogen. So I get a guy now and he sounds decent. All right. And this guy again, connects to the back office. He comes back. He tells us the same thing. I said, listen, I need to speak to a supervisor. So I had this guy spinning in circles, folks. Uh, and really to the point where he starts laughing and he's like, Aha, you got me. And he, he was like a Filipino midget, too, just not as short. He was not like a uh Vern Troyer midget, you know, like the mini me. He was more like the black midget guy from Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton, like that height. and uh, Anyway, so. He's telling me there's no manager on. There's no manager. I said, listen, you connected to the back office. That's management. Let me talk to them. Then he tries to tell me he's got four buttons on his phone, and he has no button that allows him to connect me to the back office. So I said, okay, well then, why don't you... Uh, I said, well, are you in some sort of an isolation chamber where you have no access to the outside world other than the customers? And he's laughing. I figure I get on his good side, right? I told him you sound like a nice guy. This is nothing personal. But uh, I need to talk to a supervisor. So I go through all the different names with him. I got him giggling. And I said, listen, I can hear people behind you. I said, listen, are you working uh, remotely like at home and you have on the TV or are you in a call center or like an office he said oh no Scandinavian airlines office i said well then i got you and he said what do you mean i said they don't let peasants like you and me just operate freely they don't let us be autonomous there is definitely some kind of a floor supervisor and he goes, oh, the site supervisor? I said, yes, let me talk to them. Oh, no, they're not here. They only come in nine to five. I said, that's not true. They do not let you just operate freely. You have to have a manager there. So now I realize his job is to just block and block and block and block. So I said, okay, well, can you look up the next couple of days' tickets for me? So I'm looking up the tickets. He's giving me prices. So finally, he says, well, what do you want to do? I said, well, what I want you to do now that we know that there's tickets available, I don't care about the price. I want to know it was available. I want you to connect me with a supervisor so that I can get a waiver on the ticket price because you guys never sent over a notification saying that you changed the flight date. And then finally, he goes, we've been on the phone. He had like a countdown clock, which I know they do, because when my mother ran customer service, she said one of the number one metrics to decide if you were a good customer service rep is how little time you spend on the phone with the actual customer. That's how they rate you. Uh, You have to try to get them off the line within four minutes or something like that. So he goes, we've been on the phone 21 minutes and 43 seconds. He goes, that's it. You've used enough of my time. And he hung up. So now uh, Maggie goes, well, what should we do? I said, listen, I think we're screwed. So she starts looking up other tickets. She finds another airline. It was like 550 bucks. I said, listen, we just eat the money, book her the ticket, let's get her out of here uh, and get her home because she had to go to a funeral. And so um, anyway, Maggie's like, listen, why don't we just get in the car? We were going to drive anyway. We'll drive to Dulles. We'll go there and see if we could talk to somebody at the airline desk i said okay i mean i can flim flam they might look it up they might have access to the customer service system they're going to see we called they'll have notes in there so we have to come up with a good story let's not lie and just pretend we showed up at the airport and we didn't realize the flight had been changed because if they look us up and the notes are in there then they're going to say you guys are lying to us and Then that's going to create more problems. We have to be real slick about this. I mean, this is the world we live in, folks. You got to operate like freaking James Bond. Uh, You got to become an expert in uh, travel now, Uh, travel, legal, healthcare. Um, teaching, farming—I mean, you got to be an expert in everything in this uh, force industrial revolution. That's just the way it is. So I said to Maggie, "Look, I'm not surprised in this, you know, because she was kind of panicking." I said, "I told you, my feeling uh, within a, you know, few months to a year, there probably won't even be international travel. You're probably going to see planes dropping out of the sky, landing in neighborhoods, blowing up because they want to freak everyone out. This is all part of the third industrial era collapsing. This is what all." All the cyber attacks and websites going down, identity theft, money being stolen. It's all part of it. They need to collapse the current system or at least have the illusion that the current system is collapsing in order to then drive you into the next system. Autonomous flying planes, digital IDs, central bank digital currency. It's all part of the plan, folks. And it's quite obvious at this point. So we load Willie G in the car. Uh, we load the, her mom in the car. Now, we know we wouldn't be able to get her a flight uh, yesterday because Scandinavian had no other flights flying out. So we drive all the way, hour and 10 minutes to Dulles. We parked the car. The place was full. Uh, people just parked on the wrong side of the lot and blocking the roads. I mean, this is like going into the Matrix. I hate it, folks. I hate it. I'm on the side of humanity, and I just, I frankly am so sick of... Humanity And especially these large crowds so I'm trying to drive around the lot You gotta be super careful you're not gonna get hit Because people are driving on the wrong side They're coming up on the left side Turning corners I mean it was it was a madhouse A madhouse So we finally parked the car Alright about a half a mile away Now we gotta get to Dulles. So I load Willie G into the uh, Into the ergo front a backpack thing that he goes inside of. When he's with Maggie, he goes in the wrap. You know, it looks like she's still pregnant. She's got this black wrap on. A Moby wrap, it's called. By the way, these are my new sponsors. No, they're not, folks. They're not my sponsors. So I've got him in the ergo. We go into the airport. And I'm telling you, it's like the movie The Matrix, where Neo first goes into the simulation. And there's the woman with the red dress, the hot woman. Well, my wife is the hot woman. She wasn't wearing a red dress. Uh, But the rest of this looks just like the Matrix simulation. Wait wait until I tell you about the characters we ran into, folks. And the point of this is is this is the world that we now operate in. This is real-life idiocracy, folks. And I need to step back from this idiocracy. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold.
0: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies
1: and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Hi right, folks, we're, we're going to get into some really good stuff tonight. Uh, we've wrapped up Ted Kaczynski and Professor Henry Murray for a while. I'm actually working on a true crime style episode on Henry Murray. And uh, once that's done, we'll feature it here before we launch our new true crime channel that I'm doing with a partner of mine, Stephen Jeffrey. And uh, it's coming out good. Everything is written. It's a scripted sort of NPR documentary style. So uh, they take a while, and I'm recording, and I'm working on different sound effect levels, and I'm putting music into it. It's just a lot of work. Once I get the formula down, it should be uh, fairly easy. So what we'll be doing is we'll play one of those for an hour. We're also going to stream these on YouTube and some other places. So we'll play the hour uh, pre-recorded piece, and then Steven and I will have a conversation uh, about this, and he'll ask me a lot of questions uh, into the research because I'm the one doing all the research and the writing. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be fun. So we're working on that. Um, But tonight I'm going to get into some smart city stuff I've been stumbling upon. Uh, Really amazing what I found So we're going to get into that tonight, as soon as I finish telling you about The Matrix. I mean, you're not going to believe it. This is a city in the United States that's a full-blown, free-range prison, really, essentially. (laughs) What it is, it's amazing. I actually want to go there and shoot a documentary on this. I was talking to Wide Awake Jim and Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Payne Podcast on Fridays, about this. So we'll get into that. Uh, momentarily so anyway we walk into dallas dallas is not a huge airport right so we walk in there and we walk i mean it's long it's not a big airport but it's long so we walk all the way down and scandinavian's desk is closed nobody's there all right so now we're looking for an information booth so and of course we go up to the big uh, schedule on the wall no flights for scandinavian so i'm sitting there saying all right well that's why no one's there so we walk all the way down we find an information booth and of course no one's in it no one from the airport is at the information booth so now we grab a guy who works for the tsa he was like going to his lunch break or something and we say to him hey you know where the information booth person is and he said well they're supposed to be here maybe they're on their lunch break I said, okay, well, when they go on their lunch break, then no one sits at the information booth. He said, listen, man, I don't really know, but it should be open. There's another one on the other end. So now we turn around and we walk, you know, a quarter mile down to the other end and we find an information booth and there's a nice older woman, uh, Nancy, I could see her name tag. It a Nancy volunteer and, uh, basically like ideal with uh these folks a lot of times i goof around i'm good with dealing with people sometimes maggie will just in her polish accent she'll tear your head off if she gets frustrated and then maggie's mom doesn't speak english so uh i'm dealing with nancy and i tell nancy the situation and so nancy saw the baby hanging off the front of me and she was really nice and accommodating probably about 70 years old uh white lady uh, probably vaxed up. Probably he's got 14, 15 vaxes. I could just tell. So. She's trying to get in the computer system. She's laughing about how she can't get in the computer system. She wished she had a younger kid that knew how to use the computer system. I said, no, Nancy, let's go back to the days of no computer system. She goes, oh, God, those were the days. So, obviously, I had to start a long conversation with her. If I talk about all this, I literally will use the whole show telling you this story. I could build a stand-up comedy routine set around this. So, Nancy finally gets into the computer. And she gets access to the phone number for the Scandinavian Airlines office that's supposed to be there at the airport. And so she calls. And, of course, no one's answering. And then she calls the manager's phone for Scandinavia. And no one's answering. She called many times. She did a great job. I, I commend her. And so... uh she gets, She doesn't get through. I said, Nancy, do you know, do they have a Scandinavian office downstairs where baggage claim is? You know, like if bags get left behind, they bring them into those baggage claim offices. She said, no, as far as I could see in the system, Scandinavian does not have one. And if they had an office, it would be behind their ticket booth you know where you go and you drop off your luggage it's just a long wall with all the airlines so she said you should go back over there and take a look so what we do is we decide to go down the stairs and we go down into the baggage claim area we just walk around the whole perimeter making sure that Scandinavian does not have an office because as nice as Nancy was I have to operate under the assumption that she is incompetent and suffers from COVID vaccine chemo brain I mean that's just the assumption you have to make nowadays when you're dealing with people it's the world we live in we celebrate mediocrity and uh, we celebrate incompetence and um, you know 60 70 80 percent of people took 14 shots into their arm uh, and shoved q-tips up into their brain every five minutes so i mean you just have to operate under under that assumption so we go downstairs we go all the way around There's no Scandinavian office. Maggie goes in. She talks to a couple, you know, workers in a United office. They tell her they have no idea. Then we run into another TSA person. They tell us they don't know. So now we go back upstairs. We go back to the Scandinavian desk. And next to the Scandinavian desk, there's like an Indian-looking guy, younger guy. He's working at one of the other desks. And uh, I did not ask him at the point because I went over to the United airline uh, area and I asked if anyone was there from Scandinavian. So, the manager there tells me to go over to United International. The United International has a partnership with Scandinavian. And they handle some of the booking for them, right? So now we walk all the way around the other side, all the way down the hallway again. Every time you walk, it's a quarter mile. So we get all the way down there to United International. And I'm not kidding you. I walk up to uh, now. Meanwhile, there could have been six or seven other people in between these because I I can't. We talked to at least 18 to 20 people. Maggie and I were actually trying to figure it out on the way home. We're like, how many people did we talk to over the two and a half hours we were walking around? And Willie G's behaving. By the way, he's doing great inside of the uh, inside of the Ergo. The only issue at three months, he just turned three months. He uh, is starting to teeth early. Uh, normally it's like five or six months, but he's teething. So we asked the pediatrician, she said, Oh, that's normal. It's probably cause he didn't take 65 vaccines. He's actually uh, progressing quicker than most kids. And I'm not, uh, judging anyone who gave their kid all the vaccines. You didn't know any better. It's funny. My father the other day actually apologized to me. He goes, yeah, uh, me and your mom, you know, I just want you to know we did the best we could with the info we had at the time. Uh, I said, look, I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you. I will sue you. I'm going to file a lawsuit against you. <laughs> no. I said, no, it, it is what it is. Uh, I would have been really intelligent and probably a high wealth, uh high earning attorney if I wasn't vaccinated. But no, you had to ruin my life and ruin my dreams by sticking needles in me. Um, no, but anyway, so Willie's doing good. So we get down to United International here. And I walk up to, uh, you know, when they have the, the turnstiles up or the ropes, uh, looks like a you know mouse maze or something. Well, there's a black woman and i do use the term black and white and mexican or brown i use those terms here okay that's how i identify people so a black woman and uh to be honest she had a really bad wig on if you want to know the truth she's standing at a podium at the front of the mouse maze and i'm not kidding you she's leaned over and she's talking real loud yo what's up Lashonda? i mean this is how she talked folks so this is i'm not being i'm not being rude here this is true and she's on facetime with another large black woman with a bad wig on and they're just having a conversation and i couldn't see a name tag because she's leaned over so i didn't know if she was someone waiting in the line or if she worked there And she actually worked there, and she shushes me when I ask her a question because she's in the middle of a FaceTime conversation. Meanwhile, folks, not with a headset on, she literally was yelling back and forth with this other woman on FaceTime. I finally get her attention. I said, look, uh, you know, and every single time you move to the next person, you have to add to the story. So the story takes 45 minutes to tell them how the flight was moved yesterday, but we didn't know, and they moved it, now this ticket, and this guy told me to come here because united international is a partnership with scandinavian you know it's like a telephone tag game so she goes you got to talk to a, a site supervisor a site supervisor over there so she points me so i walk in boom get confronted by another woman uh in a united airlines man suit and then she says well you can't talk to him you got to talk i said listen i got to talk to him so finally i end up in a line with this guy and he's clearly like a nigerian guy i was listening them converse with a white couple they screwed up their flight and uh, this guy barely spoke english and he's the supervisor folks he's the supervisor like the floor manager for united international and so Then, uh, I realized this white couple, the guy looks at me, he goes, it's probably going to take a while, dude. They screwed up our entire flight. We missed the flight. We're trying to get another flight. So, um... Finally, the manager goes, look, there's another site supervisor. Go talk to him down there. So I go down there, get confronted by a security. Why are you walking down here? I tell him the story. Again, telephone tag. So every time you stop now, 14 minutes to explain the story, show him the tickets, pull out my mother-in-law's passport. I mean, it's, it's outrageous, folks. So uh, I go down to the second site supervisor, another Nigerian guy but first this big fat Arab dude uh he had one of those beards that's cut like perfect and then he draws in the edge with a with a pencil like an eyebrow pencil uh, I mean he looked like if you put a a little gold wrap on his head he would be like a sultan from Aladdin like a one of the like a really bad. Guy like a crazy villain character, I was outrageous, outrageous, and this guy barely spoke English. So now I have to wait in line for the Nigerian. So the Nigerian then says to me uh, finally, after fifteen minutes, he ends up telling me, "Oh, okay. Uh, well, you have to go over to uh, Lafonza. I think it was the name of the airline. They actually handle the." Uh, booking for us i said wait a second united domestic told me that you united international has the partnership with Scandinavian. no no it's lafonza right so he walks us halfway down then points to where it is tells us to go over there so we go over there right now, same thing. I got to confront someone at the front of the gate, tell them what happened. They let me walk into the ticketing mousetrap, and then I get up to the desk there. And um, this is insane, folks. Six people we had to deal with. Six people at this one counter. I'll tell you about it when I get back, folks. I mean, this is stepping into the idiocracy matrix that we live in today. That we live in today. This is just to try to rectify a situation that Scandinavian Airlines caused by not sending us a notification when they switched the flight. All right. And this is just you trying to get a new ticket without having to go $2,300 in the hole. This is it, folks. This is the idiocracy matrix that I want to exit. I really do. I want to live like Ted Kaczynski and never interact with the rest of the world. The mistake that Kaczynski made was sending out mail bombs and writing letters to newspapers. He should have just hung out in his uh, electricity and water running free cabin and just had a good time hunting and fishing. And he would have lived a decent life, folks. Instead, he had to go poke the bear he had to go interface with the system sending mail bombs to scientists and writing letters to newspapers that was his mistake he should have just hung out in the cabin and had a hell of a good time out in the middle of nature with no one around him folks i'm gonna have no one around me for the next 60 seconds i'll be right back from this short break my name is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold
0: you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and this is Payne.tv slash gold, episode 149, part two, folks, part two. All right, so now I'm in the Matrix. I'm dealing with all these Agent Smiths, all these NPCs. I seriously, every person I interact with now, I look at them as if there's some program in the Matrix. And their job is to slow me down, distract me, eat my time, and make me miserable. That's pretty much what their job is. So we end up at this counter, La Flanza, whatever the hell the name of the airline is. And, um,. I start talking to one woman, and she gets distracted. She's trying to do something else. I don't know what it is because she's not helping a customer. She's just like looking at the computer, getting distracted. I'm telling you, everyone has chemo brain out there. It's nuts. It's nuts. So She brings over another woman. And then they bring over another woman. I mean, this is taking about 10 minutes. Then Maggie's mom puts on, has no idea what's really happening. She's able to read sort of the body language. So she starts crying. And I realize she's putting on fake tears, trying to act like a distressed little uh, immigrant lady and uh it wasn't helping though because then these women are like oh why is she crying and they thought like i beat her or something like i had her in the bathroom i was putting out cigarettes on her chest or something like that i said no it's my mother-in-law i said she's upset she needs to get home she has no idea what's happening she doesn't speak english at this time maggie actually took willie from me she was breastfeeding him over in the corner of the airport so i said my wife's over there with my son i said it's it's just she's uh we've been running around here for two hours so they finally bring me they make me wait for the manager they bring the manager over then the manager tells me hold on i've got a woman who knows how to do this i'm going to have her help you so we wait for this other woman the manager brings us over to that woman and then that woman says i'm sorry uh we don't do anything with scandinavian airlines you got to go to united i said well united sent us to united international and she goes no it's not united international it's united she's like the manager probably just put you off on them because he didn't want to deal with it. I said, are you, are you serious? So now we walk back all the way and that, that took probably 25 minutes. So we go all the way back. I mean, 25 minutes at that one desk at the one desk. I could have literally, uh, baked a loaf of bread in 25 minutes. So we go back all the way to the other side On the, uh, like it's on the other side of the wall, then all the way down the other side of the airport, back to United and now uh there's different people working at united it was like another shift so the manager who sent us to united international was no longer there now we're at united domestic so they end up saying they go no we don't have a partnership with scandinavia we just book luggage for them if if they're not there if they didn't make it meanwhile the woman nancy at the information desk had told me that scandinavian airlines was supposed to have the desk open from 2 to 4 30 well at this time it's Getting close to 4:30, so people are now saying, "Well, they're not. They're not going to be there." I said, "I know. I was looking for him two and a half hours ago." So anyway, United is like, "Look, go back down there. See the Indian guy at the end." I said, "Yeah, I've seen that guy. He works for a different airline." They said, "We'll talk to him. He should know." So we walk down there. I start talking to him. Meanwhile, Maggie's back. She runs into a TSA lady, an Asian woman, and she says, "Yeah, folks, we're walking around." It's like it's like. Uh, um, United Nations over there so then um, Maggie ends up Talking to this Asian TSA lady who was really Helpful but had no idea I mean She really doesn't uh, It's not her job to she's just uh, You know a useless government employee that Harasses people so Um the Indian guy's like, well, I'm a tech guy. I don't really know. I'm fixing the computer. I said, well, do they have an office back there? So the TSA lady's trying to find out if Scandinavia, Scandinavian has an office. They don't have an office. They do have an office. Maybe there's an office. Maggie's snooping around trying to get in the back. I'm thinking she's going to get arrested. Meanwhile, uh, Maggie's holding Willie G. So now at this point, folks, it's just it's insanity. Right, And I'm starting to get frustrated and like, look, Maggie, just spend the 500 bucks, buy the ticket. Let's just call it a day. We're screwed. We'll try to file a complaint with Scandinavia and try to get some money back if we can, if we can't. Oh, well, you know, what are we going to do? This is what happens when you enter the matrix. So anyway, we finally decide to leave and we're walking across the parking lot and uh, Maggie and I are talking and I'm like, I don't know. It feels like God wanted us to go through hell uh maybe if you i don't know if you call again it'll change so maggie's like you know what i am gonna call i said good because i'm not i'm sick of this this is ridiculous you know i start getting ticked off i gotta hold my cool inside and then and then i just you know i start to lose it i'm like this is ridiculous so we put uh willie g in the car we get in the car maggie calls uh the same number magically a woman answers with like a british accent on a totally clean line it did not sound like she was underwater or snorting cocaine or taking a bubble bath or uh in a steam room or whatever it is the filipino midgets are doing this is like a normal sounding british woman literally it could have been artificial intelligence maybe it was artificial intelligence that actually saved us so maggie talks her for like five minutes and the next thing you know, the lady's like, oh, no problem at all. No problem at all, yeah? And she books her the flight for today, free of charge. So maybe the magical protocol, the internal policy for Scandinavian is you have to have the customers call at least three times and swear you and harass you before you give them a free ticket. This woman books her a free ticket on the phone, sends the confirmation email to her. Done deal. Didn't have to give him a nickel. Uh, watch Maggie's credit card be charged <laughs> next week. That'll be the next thing. That'll be the next thing, folks. Charge her and then uh, fine her or something. But no, so she gets the ticket. So uh, we get all the way back home. And then this morning, I had to uh, deal with um, the guy that owns this this property, old Italian guy, and then the my neighbor jeff he's like an old redneck from west virginia he's retired he's the one who taught me a lot about the farming that we do here and then the septic tank guy was an old italian guy too the three of them are all here we're digging up the front yard it was the greatest conversation ever it was like i was outside of the matrix these were three old guys talking old school shit folks Uh, talking about all the people they hate, talking about all the new development around this area that they hate, talking about the good old days, talking about how the young workers are lazy, talking about how they can't find help. I mean, it was was a great conversation. I, I would love to have the three of them on this show. Sitting here, we'll smoke cigars. I'll let them sip whiskey while I drink tea. And we would have the best conversation. Of course, we would be thrown off of every channel because it would be the most politically incorrect conversation you ever heard. I was laughing so hard with these guys. I literally, I was about to say to the septic guy, he's 73. I could tell he's looking to retire in a couple of years. It's his company. He's a one-man show. He was actually telling me how He will not do any heavy like digging and put in new septic systems anymore because of all the permitting that needs to be done through the city and or the county zoning, and it's just so crazy he stopped doing it. Years ago, he told me how he had several workers, he had to get rid of them because everyone was so lazy, and now he's just a one-man show and he makes the money he can. He was telling me he had five acres where his house is. At one point, he had five trucks. Uh, He said back in the day he had uh, five crews and he said and this is about 10 years ago the city completely rezoned his land without ever telling him turned it into residential he couldn't park his trucks anymore therefore he was forced to sell his five acres because it was all part of his business he said it was nuts and um and uh, he was. I was about ready to say, "Listen, I got to take over your septic business. I'll just run it. I'll give you twenty percent. I just want to do something with my hands. I'll be done with this. I'm getting out of the matrix. I will just suck crap out of holes all day. I think it would actually be." A lot more fun. And I'll put Willie in the truck, and him and I will just go around sucking crap out of holes. We'll go back to old school style, folks. Doing stuff with our hands in a giant vacuum cleaner truck. And we'll just suck people's crap. It'll be great. At least I won't have to necessarily deal with a lot of people. i just show up, take the top off the septic tank, suck out the crap, and be on my way. I was ready to do it after yesterday. So anyway, we did that this morning. And I load uh, Maggie's mom back in the car with Maggie and Willie. We went back to the airport today. We got her there. Maggie ran in with her. Uh, I stayed there, played with Willie. And I'm not with my Willie. I mean, it was my Willie, but not that Willie. It was my son, Willie. And so, uh, so she ends up getting her mom in there. Everything goes smooth. And then about a half hour... After we left her on the way home, she gets a message that the flight's delayed by a couple hours. I mean, this poor, my poor wife and her mother. I mean, it's it's just insanity, folks. But when you choose to interface with the system, when you have no choice but to interface with the system, with the Matrix, this is what's going to happen. The good news is it reinforced in Maggie's mind that uh, heading to the mountains of West Virginia is a great idea. And she keeps saying to me, Why 28 acres? Why not five or six? And I said, trust me, five or six acres is going to feel so small once you're there. 28 acres, I'll spend the rest of my life making money to build a wall around that thing. In fact, a lot of these counties we're looking at only have four or 500 residents. And I really, I would love to get there and run for mayor. You know, I would say, listen, don't think of me as an outsider that's coming here to ruin this place. I'm coming here to warn you. I will run for mayor if I am mayor. My promise to you is we'll never bring one outside business into this area. We will never accept uh, any more state or federal money. Uh, We're not putting any more state highways or roads through here. We're not doing any expansion, no new development, Uh, single family homes on a minimum of 10 acres. Uh, And that's the rules. I would really run on that. I would say, listen, we will be the town that time forgot. That's what we want. That will be our billboard. Proud to be the, ta- uh, the town the time forgot. And that's it. We don't want any more uh, 5G, no infrastructure, nothing. Nothing. And if, and if you don't like that living in the town, then you pick up and move to New York City. You pick up and move to Atlanta. You pick up and move to Coral Gables, Florida. Coral Gables, Florida, Dustin. Where the hell did that come from? Folks, I will tell you all about Coral Gables, Florida. It's like the movie The Truman Show, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to be doing a lot of this. I'm going to get into the anatomy of a real-world smart city instead of just talking in generalities, instead of just showing World Economic Forum recycled propaganda videos with new voiceovers laid over the top. I'm going to show you what they're doing in Coral Gables, Florida. And this is going to lead us into your friend Ron DeSantis' And your friend, Donald Trump, I apologize, folks, but it's not me. It's them that are helping drive the smart cities. I'll be right back. My name is Dustin Gold of the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold.
0: you listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on
1: TV. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. My name is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain.tv slash gold, folks. So listen, stay out of the matrix exit that system and limit your interaction folks plugging into the matrix I, i'm telling you it, it's the matrix meets idiocracy uh, out there it's it's horrible i mean the people just working in the airport uh at the baggage claim the tsa all of these people short of nancy um like i'm telling you the average iq out there is about 65 folks people are literally vegetables they might as well be walking around as a tomato a squash a cucumber that's how i saw them i mean it was it was sad to see and so i, I say to myself you look at the caliber of the people working at the desks working at baggage claim uh, working as the floor managers working as tsa and then ask yourself what is in the control rooms what's in the air traffic control towers? Uh, What is sitting behind the steering wheel in the cockpit, folks? It's pretty scary stuff to imagine. And uh, I have a funny feeling you're going to start to see planes falling out of the sky. And I think that's all intentional. It's going to be to drive us deeper into the technocratic system. They're collapsing the third industrial era. It's done intentionally. And it's not an illusion. It's just a strategic collapse. It's a controlled demolition is what it is. All right, to move us forward. This is what all the identity theft is, all the money being stolen. This is all a controlled demolition. So we've installed incompetent buffoons, then we jabbed them up, gave them chemo brain, and now this whole system is gonna collapse in front of us, and people are gonna be begging, begging for more artificial intelligence. They're gonna be begging for for more robotics, which, by the way, I set up an account the other day at the suggestion of Stephen Jeffrey, who's going to be my co-host on the True Crime podcast, and uh, I think it's his niece, is an assistant athletic director at a college. She was looking for some information on certain regulations that had to do with this women's team. She couldn't find them anywhere on the internet, and the college had an account at OpenAI, I've talked a little bit about OpenAI in the show. We're going to eventually cover that. I've got to get it in here between Smart Cities and this Federal Reserve book by Anthony Sutton. Uh, I'm going to sandwich it in somewhere. And so OpenAI has the new uh, chat that's been out in the the news a bit. So I set up uh, an account there because Stephen's niece said she went to it Asked the question. It gave her all the regulations and literally wrote like a cover letter for her. And she couldn't believe how amazing it was. Then Wide Awake Jim just told me, a friend of the show, um, has a business partner who's like a high-end marketing guy. He went to some international conference and told her, we're screwed. AI is just insanity at this point. And so I opened an account at OpenAI. I typed in, just, I was goofing around with Jim. I typed in, uh, what are oil and gas royalties? And so it started spitting out all this info. I shared it with Jim. We'll talk about it um, when I feature this software soon. I'm not going to do it on tonight's show because this Coral Gable stuff popped up on my radar while I was researching smart poles. And I thought this was a really pressing matter to show you folks out there. So up on the screen for you Ladies and gentlemen over at Payne.tv slash gold. I just have Google Maps up. CIA's Google Maps. Uh, Coral Gables, Florida. And if you look right here, it's uh, right down near Miami. So for those of you that don't know where Miami is, you take Florida, right? Go all the way down to the tip of uh, the peninsula there. Florida, you have Miami over on the very southeast uh, side on the eastern coast of florida and then uh right connected here to miami is coral gables all right so it's uh you got like south south miami uh area there and it says uh, coral gables is a city near miami in florida it's home to the 1920s venetian pool car from a rock quarry with its grottos, towers, and bridge. Coral Gables Merrick House is the restored childhood home of city founder George Merrick. Fairchild Tropical Botanic Garden includes tree-lined lakes, a tropical rainforest, and a butterfly display. The collections at Low Art Museum include Cuban and Caribbean works. All right, now, wait until you see this, folks i have a lot of information so over the next couple of shows we're going to be skipping around dissecting this and i'm going to show you the technology behind this why this is important we're going to get into the actual history uh and timeline of smart cities because this is a pressing matter at this point because people are seeing this pop up all over the place so let's get to the bottom of it and then i'm going to show you um sort of who's behind coral gable's also, I've been doing some research because you've been hearing the new catchphrase, 15-minute cities. 15-minute cities are really just smart cities. They came under a new phase of planned urban development a few years ago they decided smart cities weren't good enough they had to condense them down into 15 minute cities and we'll get into some of that as well i mean you obviously want to avoid this if you live in one of these i would get the hell out of it as soon as possible i mean really I, if you want any semblance of freedom uh at least the illusion of freedom get the hell out of the smart city so this is a uh, CoralGablesMagazine.com. And this article is from June 2021. So, you know, at that point, we're about 18 months into COVID land, the high school theater production. But they were working on Coral Gables as a smart city, free-range prison, going back to at least 2017, 2018. So predates uh, COVID land. But uh, let's start here. This article says, Coral Gables, city of the future, question mark, with a core drive to be the nation's, top smart city the gables opens itself to innovation and this is written by Doreen hemlock and jp faber again from june 2021 it says to understand just how quote smart and quote the city of coral gables has become one need only visit the new public safety building which houses the police fire and emergency services department Um, It should have a comma there. It says police, fire and emergency services department. There on the fourth and fifth floors is the high tech hub that runs the city's neural network, the city's neural network. Here you will find the 9-11 operators, the emergency operations center, and the community information center that monitors the streets of the downtown and beyond in real time, all right? So they have this emergency operations center and then the community information center where they're monitoring the streets of downtown and beyond in real time, all right? So, uh, I mean, you talk about Big Brother, this is it, folks. For some of you, this this won't be a surprise. But to other of you, I don't think you're going to, I think it's going to be new information because you're going to actually see how the inside of this works. Instead of just saying smart cities, let's talk about how one of them actually operates, where it came from, who's behind it. It says you will also find the electronic brains of the city in an ice-cold server farm of miniaturized computers more advanced than any other city in the state of Florida. Mm -hmm. It says, quote, a smart city leverages technology and innovation and best practices to improve quality of life in mobility, public safety, transportation, environmental sustainability, everything that matters to the quality of life for the citizens. End quote says, uh ramundo rodolfo the city's head of information technology quote the smart city leverages the technology of the moment end quote now let's just uh repeat this it's important because ramundo rodolfo says that these are the things that matter to the quality of life for citizens again he says um mobility public safety transportation environmental sustainability nothing about freedom uh, nothing about liberty those are not important things uh, when it comes to the quality of life of the citizens and it can't be because you're literally living inside of a prison yard folks i'm telling you this is a prison yard think about any prison movie um any prison movie you've ever watched the tv show oz you know, this is it, folks. This is what you're living in, and your home, your apartment, your condo, your townhouse, whatever it may be, the homeless shelter you live in, that is your prison cell. It says, under Rodolfo's stewardship, and we're going to get more into Rodolfo, folks. Under his stewardship, Coral Gables has taken a lead among cities nationwide in the use of advanced technologies. These range from camera systems that watch vehicles and pedestrians, to computer-assisted radio dispatch communications for medical emergencies. Everything is about supplying information about the city at faster and faster speeds and with better data analysis like tracking the patterns of people walking down Miracle Mile so that retailers can see if their window displays are causing potential shoppers to stop and stare or providing an app so citizens can request free taxi service downtown with real-time estimates of the vehicle's proximity. Folks, how is this not the Truman Show? Everyone is now Truman. Did, Did you hear this here? I mean, obviously, we know cameras and medical emergencies and all that. I mean, we've been dealing with Big Brother on that level for 20 years. But now they have tracking the patterns of people walking down Miracle Mile so that retailers can see if their window displays are causing potential shoppers to stop and stare. Now, why do you think the city, why do you think the prison planet smart city of Coral Gables would give retailers access to... An API that allows them to then create a monitoring system so that they can tap into all of the facial recognition and artificial intelligence cameras everywhere so they can see if their window displays are working. This is how you create buy-in, folks. This is how you create buy-in by the prisoners in the prison yard to not only accept the prison, but help build the prison for you. Yep. This is it. This is it. Let's continue. The IT department's efforts have not gone unrecognized. For two consecutive years, Coral Gables has taken first place in the nation in the Open Cities Index, which looks at how cities are using online transparency and open data to better the lives of the residents. Now, let me ask you this, because I played around on the coral gables uh smart city hub which actually allows you to monitor a lot of stuff going on in the city i guess terrorism uh, isn't a problem anymore we're crossing that off the list folks because if a terrorist wanted to inflict mass damage to the city of coral gables would they not want to have access to look at all these cameras and stuff as well so I guess terrorism is not a thing anymore. I'm not saying that terrorism was ever real either. Okay. I think terrorism helped lead us into smart cities. Terrorism was a problem created for the intention of offering up the solution. But now I guess that's out the window. It goes on to say, quote, this is for any size city. Los Angeles, which is a very large city, was also in the competition and placed highly, but not as high as we did, end quote, says Rodolfo, who displays the awards in the IT department's, quote, brainstorming, end quote, room for planning new projects. The city has also won a slew of other awards for its smart prowess, including the Center for Digital Governments first place for innovative technologies in cities with fewer than 75 thousand residents okay folks this is what we call a 15 minute city all right so we're going to go through this is a good article this is a great starting place i mean we are going to dig pretty damn deep folks i went down several rabbit holes i'm going to show you this rodolfo an association he's part of linked all the way up to the g20 folks all the way up to the g20 you're going to start to see who's behind this. We're going to get into some of the technologies. We're going to look at the history of smart cities. We're going to look at the Opportunity Zone scam that came out of the Trump administration. I This is... Outrageous ladies and gentlemen I, If I'm not sitting here acting like I'm Mind blown it's because I've just gone so Deep into all of this stuff That it doesn't surprise me anymore But for you folks I want You to understand the anatomy of a Real world smart silly city We need to stop thinking about this stuff In the abstract because it actually Is a reality Ladies and gentlemen let me step out of this smart city I'll be right back this is Dust to Gold with the Dust to Gold Standard right here on pain.tv Slash gold
0: more listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.TV. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. More listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Center right here on TV slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to episode 149, part 3. Part 3. All right, let's uh, take a look at this. Again, we're over at CoralGablesMagazine.com. Uh, so they're going to get into some of the features here in this. Man, this is back in 2021, remember. They've done a lot since then. You'll see. But it says transportation. The city has a fleet of 65 electric cars, 22 public and private electric charging stations, a free trolley service, street scooters, and freebie downtown cabs reachable by mobile apps. Oh, see, they got to create all this... Uh, the buy-in folks safety the city's new public safety building has advanced training simulators computer-aided dispatchers monitors for cameras that watch the streets and power backup systems digital government new enterprise software systems are on track to make coral gables a paperless government By late 2022, with all departments horizontally integrated in real time and transparent citizen access. Well, of course, if they want you to uh, pay your taxes and file for zoning, they do have to make that transparent. Do they not? I mean, come on, folks. They're building a prison around you and then telling you they're going to be transparent about the rules of the prison. Don't worry. It's completely transparent. Completely transparent. Here is your cell door. Can you see it when it closes? See how transparent we are, folks? In fact, you can see through the bars on the cell door. That's transparent. That's completely transparent. In fact, this room, the isolation chamber here, this one, it's got plexiglass, four inches thick. You can see through it. That's transparent. Welcome to your cell, folks. Welcome to solitary confinement goes on to say, sustainability, Coral Gables is at the forefront of recycling hazardous waste, reducing chemical pollutants going into the water table, and eliminating the use of wasteful plastic packaging. Really? So, uh, they're working on all this. How about just don't pollute? Uh, Because you know what sustainability means. It means you're going to have a smart meter on your prison cell. Uh, It says, green building. The city requires all new commercial structures to be built according to environmental lead standards, while reducing red tape and permitting fees for residential solar installations. How nice of them! <sighs> all right, it goes on to say. Um, being number one among smaller cities will not do for city manager pete iglesias however since he became city manager two years ago iglesias has been on a quest to transform coral gables government into a paperless horizontally integrated system where everything is digital and all departments can talk to each other in real time it is a transformational multi-million dollar process that should be completed by the end of next Year and promises to radically improve city efficiency and transparency and uh, for you folks out there whatever county i decide to uh, buy property in west virginia i promise you i will never do any of this as long as i'm alive and mayor none of this will never happen will ever happen and i'll reduce government departments in the county We will have the bare minimum, folks, the bare minimum. I mean, maybe a giant sheriff's department so that we could uh, protect ourselves from outside intruders like the uh, state and federal governments. But that's about it. It goes on to say, in the last two years, the city has scanned and put into enterprise software systems all of its departments public safety, HR, finance, parks, and recreation, except for development services, planning, zoning, building, code enforcement, and permitting. This is what Iglesias calls the, quote, last push, end quote. And it is that last department, permitting, that may have the most palatable impact on residents. Yeah, because you need permits from your overlords, from the prison plan at Wharton's, to be able to do anything. In these type of cities, you want to hang a tomato planter on the porch of your third story prison cell, uh, you're going to need to get on the app and file a permit for that. But don't worry, it's quick, it's transparent, and it's seamless, folks the new system for paperless permits should dramatically speed things up at city hall previously any plans for home or business construction including something as simple as repainting your home went the way of paper from one department to the next well how about you just ha- get better employees instead of having your second cousins running the place uh, all these uh government union folks that move at a snail's pace no 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 the ai and the computers will take care of it now because humans are stupid well which which basically by my experience at the airport i'm going to have to uh, join the side of artificial intelligence at this point no 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 i'm just going to move to a place with better humans goes on to say quote what a beautiful thing to not have to carry paperwork from place to place end quote says iglesias Quote, the drawings will go to all departments simultaneously and can be reviewed by fire, building, uh, code enforcement, etc., end quote. Just as importantly, plans can be viewed online at any time by a homeowner or business, quote, this is also part of the push for open transparency in government, end quote, says City Director of Communications Martha Panton. And she'll come up in some stuff we're looking at as well. So, this is the push for transparency in government. The most transparent government they can have, actually, is no government. That actually would be a great one. Um, So, anyway, you've got a picture of this guy here. Indian guy with a beard, crossing his arms, t-shirt untucked. I mean, button-up shirt untucked, French cuffs. Innovator Rishi Kapoor. Let's look at this. Reinventing the Shared Workspace and Luxury Living. It says, uh, now actually, you know what? I'm going to skip over this. No, nah, you know what? Let's look at it. By its very nature, the phenomena, I want you to get a feeling for Coral Gables. So I'm going to be giving you a lot of information on Coral Gables over the next couple of shows. I'm introducing you to the Real Life Truman Show. So let's meet some of the great people. This is innovator Rishi Kapoor. By its very nature, the phenomenon of shared or co-working space is innovative, providing low cost for startups and flexibility for larger companies. Rishi Kapoor, launching his forum co-workspace during the pandemic, took the concept to the next level. Kapoor's Gables-based firm, Location Ventures, purchased an office building on Alhambra, uh, retrofitting the ground floor with a state-of-the-art co-location center. It then populated the upper floors with business support service firms and marketing, accounting, IT, social media, law, etc. In other words, Kapoor vertically integrated the business model literally as well as functionality. Quote, we are trying to innovate what real estate can be for an entrepreneur and using the latest and greatest technology, end quote, says Kapoor, who is also using smart engineering on the residential side. His firm's new Villa Valencia condominium on the edge of downtown, quote, is bringing technology to luxury real estate end quote good good put the rich people in prisons too he says with circadian lighting air purification and water filtration standard in every unit likewise every seat in the forum center comes with private dedicated secure internet connectivity good sit down in the seat and get fried by the Wi-Fi. Uh, with video conferencing equipment for the new world of zoom and free access to video forums to provide mentoring symposium tutorials ultimately says Kapoor the forum replicates what Coral Gables has to offer a dense cluster of professional services and resources quote it's a complete business ecosystem here end quote he says as you just walk around inside of a computer that's what coral gables is you're walking around inside of a server tower that's that's great that is great okay it says more than software the sense of innovation rippling through city government is not limited to high-speed data it has become a municipal culture a collective embracing of innovation across the board. Six years ago, the city adopted a sustainability management plan and since then has become a leader in areas like green construction, pollution reduction, water quality control, solar incentives, transportation, and green space. The city's mayor for the last four years, Raul Valdez Folly was an advocate for sustainability and resiliency, launching an innovation council to advise him on city policies. Current mayor Vince Lago, a city commissioner for the past eight years has pushed relentlessly to advance safe environmental practices for the city, as well as an alternative transportation and energy. You see folks, all these guys are on board now. We start looking into these. A lot of these folks are transplants. They go to school for engineering and then they get installed into the government and they start enacting the UN's policies, Bank for International Settlements, you know, World Bank, Rockefeller plans. That's all this is, folks, and we'll be dissecting all of this for you. Goes on to say on the recycling front alone. Coral Gables is a model of cutting-edge practices. The city's hazardous waste collection drives, in which residents can dispose of anything from obsolete electronic gear to nauseous chemicals, like old paint at City Hall, have become popular biannual events. Not bisexual events, although they probably do have biannual bisexual events there. I'm just guessing. In case you're interested, you might want to move there. It is near Miami. Goes on to say, quote, over the past six years, we have collected 290,000 pounds of hazardous waste that would have ended up in trash dump or in our environment, end quote, says the city's senior sustainability analyst, Matt Anderson. You see all these people, they have to have work for government. It's disgusting. There's a big quote here. It says, quote, Coral Gables will be one of the smartest cities in the country with the dumbest people around. Now, it doesn't say that. It just says, in the country... When we are finished right now, we are the number one smart city under 75,000. I want to be the number one city, period. No caveats, end quote, said Peter Iglesias, city manager. It says likewise, the city was the first in Miami-Dade County with a prescription drug disposal program which has collected 1,200 pounds of drugs to date. These are collected and then escorted by the police to be incinerated rather than end up in the water supply, right? The police are probably popping the pills on the way over. It's the only way they could work that horrible job in a city like this. goes on to say, in a similar vein, the city has been experimenting with a variety of ways to reduce pollution in the Coral Gables waterway. In February, it passed a fertilizer restriction ordinance to reduce nutrients leaching into the waterway. It is also now testing filter baskets in the city's storm drains and, quote, I'm not kidding, folk, quote, smart sponges, end quote, that capture hydrocarbons from rainwater sloshing off city streets. SpongeBob what is it? Smart Spongebob Square Pads, I guess it's gonna be now. This is another innovator. So they have these featured like innovators in the magazine. This is innovator Sissy DeMaria Coney reinventing public relations in a digital world. So she's doing stuff here as well. I'm not gonna cover each of these folks. Goes on to say for Anderson, nothing is more emblematic of the city's sustainability efforts than its sixty-five electric vehicles. Quote, we have been at the forefront on this since 2016 when we started electrifying our fleet With 12% now electric, that puts us at the forefront not only in the state, but in the country, end quote. Anderson says the city's use of electricity as a cleaner source of energy is meant to encourage residents to follow suit. With 23 free charging stations now in the city, quote, I have received calls from residents who bought electric for their personal vehicles because of what the city is doing, including the charging stations, end quote, he says. Quote, the city likes to lead by example, end quote. Let's ask Wide Awake Jim next time he's on to pull up one of his sources. Let's see how they're getting the electricity in Coral Gables. Are they using natural gas? Are they using coal? How are they getting that electricity? Okay, and then the city's giving away free charging. You know, when you charge up your car, some of these charging stations, they cost, you know, between 30 and a couple hundred bucks. So who's paying for that? The taxpayers? They've got another couple here. Innovator Monica and Raphael Garrido, The Creative Solution to Wasted Food. So what they're doing, because this is a magazine, They're um, promoting all these different people that live in the city that are totally down for the smart city concept. When I get back, folks, more on this. I've got to walk you through this because this is essentially the uh, PR for the Truman Show. And then I'm going to dissect for you a pamphlet that actually came out from the city itself promoting the smart city. Then we're going to get into some of the really dystopian technology that's behind Coral Gables and then we're going to look at where Coral Gables are getting the blueprints from and then we're going to look at Ron DeSantis and his push to turn Florida into the first smart state so for those of you that love Ron DeSantis I told you don't trust any politician just exit the system and work on building your own escape because uh, these guys are not good, folks. And then if you go back to President Trump, don't get upset with me, but you know that Jared Kushner, in partnership with Dr. Ben Carson, were really big on pushing the opportunity zones. Those actually became the hubs for creating the smart cities. I mean, this, it's all out there. It's public information, folks. And I'm just reporting to you what is real. So don't get upset with me. If you are, take a deep breath. Just behave yourself. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold.
0: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and this is Payne.TV slash gold. All right. It goes in, it says also brick and mortar. If you ask Nelson Gonzalez, the city's assistant IT director... What the most important thing the new public safety building provides, which the old headquarters for police, fire, emergency, and IT did not have, he will answer with one word, reliability. Quote, we support all operations from 9-11 to finance, and in this new facility, we have better protection. That means a building designed to withstand Armageddon-strength hurricanes with two massive diesel backup generators, each of which can power the complex during outages so that no systems fail, folks. You can't have the technocratic brain going down now, can you? No, HQ has to stay operational. If the whole city runs on technology, what happens if the power goes out, right? I've said that before. That's the silver lining that their whole technocratic system breaks if there's no power, if there's no Internet goes on to say the idea that innovative technology also depends on brick and mortar is a critical leg of Iglesias's plan to take the city into the future. Quote, you have to have the technology, the software and hardware, but you have to have the infrastructure, the space, end quote, says Inglasius. For this, the city has launched a substantial building program, which really began with the Streetscape project to modernize Miracle Mile. This was followed by the new public safety building, fire station number two with a backup communications center and the new trolley building ready to charge tomorrow's fleet of electric vehicles. There's a quote here. It says, we have been at the forefront on this since 2016 when we started electrifying our fleet. With 12% now electric, that puts us at the forefront not only in the state, but in the country, end quote, says Matt Anderson, the senior sustainability analyst. Goes on to say, still to come are the 427 Biltmore Way building to house the paperless building and permit departments, parking garage number seven, capable of connecting to public safety for disaster parking, fire station number four, and finally the mobility hub a visionary replacement for parking garage number one behind the miracle theater ready to handle everything from autonomous vehicles to drones yeah no don't worry folks they have drones flying around you know what would be a miracle it'd be a miracle if people actually wanted to live here and i guess it is a miracle because the people do want to live here this is nuts when I mean, you're living inside of a prison cell it's it's insanity i mean it's, it's a free-range prison yard somewhat free-range Goes on to say, with a goal of embedding innovation into private commercial buildings, the city now requires that all future structures larger than 20,000 square feet be built to the Lead silver standards, which requires energy and water efficiency, safe materials, indoor environment quality, and other measures of health and sustainability. Quote, a lot of people want to live and work in environmentally friendly and healthy buildings. They are of the utmost importance now more than ever, end quote, says Anderson. Goes on to say, and, and wait until you see some of the, the tech, folks. I mean, you're going to be blown away. They have a whole um, digital twin of Coral Gables, like an actual like 3D model of it in real time. And they're working in partnership with some uh, big companies. They've got a, a virtual assistant now, where if you want to talk to the town, you talk to an A.I., yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy, folks. This, this is probably so the kings and queens could just sit at home and eat Twinkies while the peasants have to interact with the artificial intelligence. goes on to say some buildings go beyond lead, such as the new Villa Valencia Condominium, which regulates the quality of the air, water, and light in each residence. Yeah, the quality of the air, water, and (laughs) they're going to turn off the air conditioning on you is what they're going to do. It says the massive Plaza Ponce de Leon project, now more than half completed, decided to go lead even before the ordinance was passed. Quote, we are building with 40 years in mind, end quote, says Carlos Beckman, the project director for the Plaza. Quote, we wanted to be sustainable, end quote. They also have two and a half acres of, quote, green roof, end quote, on the nine acre site with all buildings constructed three feet above street level. In addition to the central gables elevation that is already 16 to 17 feet above sea level in anticipation of sea rise, end quote, or, uh, quote, Brickwell is going to be underwater. We won't, end quote, says Beckman. Okay, so they're building this, uh, to escape, um, to escape the sea level rising. Uh, here's another featured guy, innovator Wayne Eldred, uh, reinventing the way business is taught. So they're featuring all these local folks in here. Um, uh, People that are down for the uh, smart, smart city struggle, folks. Goes on to say, and then there are the people. The third part of Iglesias' drive to modernize the city is what he calls operations by which he means the people to operate the new technologies in their new buildings adapting to the future means little if municipal workers are not sufficiently trained or if residents do not embrace a culture of innovation you know what this is called folks technocracy right they're going to bring the scientists and the engineers in to build the city which they've already done and now they're going to run the city and then you're going to see a lot of these guys in charge are actually engineers and scientists Goes on to say, fortunately, the city is aware of its role in providing training, and the private sector, including its bastions of higher education and business incubation, are also geared to the task. Even at the Uber Tech Public Safety Building, Police Chief Ed Hudik puts the training capabilities at the new facility on par with its array of sophisticated gadgetry. This is uh, the police, folks. Quote from a technology standpoint. The speed with which we are processing information is huge, and the use of non-lethal devices, more advanced tasers, bolo wraps, are moving forward for everybody's safety. But training the officers, especially in how to take down suspects in a safe way, is just as important, end quote, says Hudik. To that end, the new building has special training facilities and programs for dealing with potentially violent encounters with an eye towards state-of-the-art techniques in de-escalation. Why would there be people that would want to be violent in a city like this, folks? They're living in a free-range prison yard. They should be happy about this. Here's another innovator luis de la aguilera he's the new face of banking folks uh this should be pretty interesting but i'm not going to get into that it says in the area of education the university of miami is on the leading edge of innovative teaching technologies one effort fueling buzz extended reality xr learning that brings virtual reality and other immersive technology into the classroom. It's a partnership backed by such companies as South Florida Tech Powerhouse Magic Leap, run by a UM grad. We've actually talked about them. I think they were featured at the World Economic Forum. It says, which is uh, sharing its headset technology for use by students. In one XR iteration, students becoming nurse anesthesists are creating an app to help simulate conditions for surgeries in another students who are becoming architects can manipulate building designs in virtual space Folks, do you see where the world is going i mean this is this is actually it's um this is not to black pill you but shit, this is where the world is going folks goes on to say um university of miami also is expanding experiential learning so students get real life experience for future careers one example the Kane angel network an angel investment program started in april 2020 to help fund ventures started by students faculty staff and others in the u community participants in the network class receive rigorous analysts. um training, and then evaluate ventures just as they would working in any investment fund. And obviously, you have to be smart. You know, I have smart tech to be able to get money for this. I read a little bit about it. Goes on to say, with big data now ubiquitous, University of Miami is also out front with one of the country's most powerful supercomputers. In 2020, the university launched the Institute for Data Science and Computing, which aims to add 15 faculty members and boost staff to 30 by 2025, says founding director Dr. Nicholas uh, Tissomorris. Quote, the idea is to create a hub that takes the university 's intellectual capital and bring it together with industry we want to be a leader in research and real world innovation end quote he says as if see they 're training all of the prison planet wardens to run the prison planet. this is what 's happening and and this is important i I think bringing this all the way down to to coral Gables this is a micro level all right it 's a small Little city of 75,000, but it's a great place for you to understand how the entire Truman Show network, how this whole apparatus is actually working. It says, on the private sector side, business in Coral Gables is alive with entrepreneurial creativity, reflected by its cluster of shared workspace facilities. More spaces per capita than any other city in Florida, quote, we have a combination of stable, stable. Mature companies and young, innovative startups, end quote, says Philippe Haddard, CEO of Pipeline Workspaces of his Gables co-working locale on Merrick Way. Huddard says he chose the Gables location in 2015, partly because of the concentration of businesses in the downtown area and partly because of the city's multinational diversity. Quote, innovation at its core is a diversity of ideas. And if you can't get that here, where can you get it? End quote. Now, folks, just take innovation, and it's synonymous with technology when they're talking about this. All right? So what's what's happening here, folks, is... Uh, We are in a culture of technology, uh, of technocracy. I've been saying that to you over and over. And this is part of what happens when you take a bunch of people from a bunch of different places around the world, bring them together. You tell them not to assimilate. They have no shared culture. America has no culture. There is no shared culture in the United States. And the culture now becomes technology. The culture becomes mass consumption. The culture becomes mass production. That's the United States. We're just a giant Amazon trading hub. And that's what they're turning each of these cities into. Just giant Amazon trading hubs. Full of apps and full of smart technology. That's it. That's what life has become. That's the meaning of life at this point. Goes on to say, this fertile multicultural ground helps explain why Business Accelerator Endeavor, the ultra-selective global network for high-impact entrepreneurs, planted its first U.S. office in Coral Gables in 2013. It keeps finding talent in the city, among them Gables-based entrepreneur Otto Oathman of the Pinchot restaurant chain, known for its twist on Latin American street food. Now, Endeavor has attracted other Gables-based venture and its founder in its prestigious fold, Apprend Institute, an online platform for vocational education in Spanish, led by Martin Clore. And you're going to see also the city is doing online training and technology as well. Goes on to say, University of Miami helps spur business in the city, too. Some of the clients at Gable's co-working spaces are University of Miami alumni developing ideas they nurtured at the university, says Hodard. The university directly promotes business innovation through... Uh, through myriad programs, even helping bring University of Miami discoveries to market. Ventures linked to its biomedical research alone have received more than $500 million in follow-on funding in recent years, with some working from the Converge Miami Center near the UM Medical School, says Norma Sue Kenyon, University of Miami's Vice Provost for Innovation. Among successes at Converse this year, HealthSnap, a platform to monitor patients remotely, which garnered four million dollars in early stage funding this January, and Longervon, known for cell-based therapies for aging-related conditions, which raised twenty-seven million dollars in February. See, folks, it's just a—it's a giant technocratic transhumanist prison planet city goes on to say, quote, there's not one nucleus for innovation in Miami. There are many pockets across South Florida, but Coral Gables is a gem, end quote, says Melissa Medina, president of Gables-based Emerge Americas, the organization promoting Miami as a tech hub for the Americas. Quote, you have the shared office space. You have the walkable lifestyle. You have some big corporations that are headquartered in Coral Gables. All that together creates an incredible work life and personal life. There's just a ton of opportunity, end quote, she says. And here's another innovator, Melissa Medina, reinventing the tech platform as inclusive. All right, so there's a whole story on her here, which, again, I'm not going to get into that. Um, So we're almost done. Let me finish up this article, and I want to share with you the brochure that comes right out of the Coral Gables government. It's very important uh, because it's going to set the stage for what I need to talk about over the next couple days when we get into the technology that actually runs this Truman show prison yard uh, i think you're going to be frankly blown away i mean especially to know that one of these is being built in america oh no i'm sorry folks it's not one of these there's dozens upon dozens of these being built as we speak ladies and gentlemen i'll be right back this is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold
0: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.TV. Join the discussion at Payne.TV slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.TV.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold. And you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Let's continue here, folks. This should be the music at the beginning. Welcome to Coral Gables. It says, indeed, if a city's innovation can be defined by its business successes, Coral Gables appears to be punching above its weight class. Some evidence so far this year, serial entrepreneur Manny Medina that's Melissa's dad, and partners, are taking two of his tech ventures public on Wall Street. Data center giant uh, Sixtera, valued at more than $3 billion, and cybersecurity leader AppGate, valued at $1 billion plus. Not far away is infrastructure builder MassTech, which announced record revenues of $1.8 billion for the first quarter, propelled in part by its advanced technologies in sustainable energy. And then there is advanced payment software company, ACI Worldwide, which is moving its headquarters and 180 employees to new offices in the plaza, Coral Gables. Quote, I see a lot of different types of tech companies represented in Coral Gables, from startups to organizations like ours and Endeavor Miami that are helping high-impact entrepreneurs. End quote, says Melissa Medina. Quote, I am not seeing a particular vertical in tech, but rather a variety of types, which is good. That helps fuel the growth of the tech ecosystem in general and the microtech ecosystem within the gables as well, end quote. So you see, they're moving all the technocratic companies into Coral Gables. And this is what happens with a lot of the smart cities that are popping up. The tech companies come in. And they're basically going to run the city. They're going to run the prison, folks. A lot of their tech is used to do this. It says the future city. So what will Coral Gables' city of the future look like? Ironically, not too much different from today, at least in terms of the historic architecture the city is famous for preserving. Now, it'll just be wired up with uh, prison planet tech. Goes on to say one thing that will look different is the transportation. While it will be a long while before we have the kind of flying cars that appeared in the 1960s cartoon program, the Jetsons, the streets will be transformed by a mix of what city parking director Kevin Kinney calls microtransit solutions, more of the freebie service of small, free electric cabs, more trolleys, only electric, individual scooters, small surface drone delivery vehicles. You heard that. This is coming from the city planner, small surface drone delivery vehicles and autonomous self-driving cars. What there will be less of are private cars with owner drivers with most city parking lots repurposed or sold to private sector. So that's it. Like private cars will be gone. I mean, you do know that goes back a hundred years ago to the beginning of the technocracy movement. No one will have cars. They're all owned by the city. And you're seeing it right here in Coral Gables. I mean, if you thought the technocracy incorporated stuff we reviewed here was uh, far-fetched for 1919, you know, through 1935 when it was written, well, you're seeing it all come to fruition here. This is it. When the city controls all the cars, that's it. It's, It's brought to life, folks. It's here. Nobody's stopping this. This is just moving forward. At a rapid pace. Some would call it warp speed. Goes on to say, key to this transformation will be the city's mobility hub to be built in place of parking garage number one behind the Miracle Theater. It will be designed to house all modes of future transportation, including electric self-driving cars with multiple owners and even drone platforms. All right. That is directly out of Technocracy Inc.'s papers. If you guys remember, if you didn't go back and listen to those episodes, I spent a lot of time on them going through all the original blueprints, that whole cache of documents I found 3,000 pages. Uh, we went through a lot of it here. So this is it. So now you have a parking garage, number one, which is going to house the city's transportation, right? They're going to control all the cars. It goes on to say the design is currently underway. Quote, the new hub is going to be light years ahead, something never before seen in the state of Florida, end quote, says Mayor Lago. Downtown will also have new futuristic gadgetry mounted on poles at street corners. We're going to get into that momentarily. Coral Gables is currently engaged with one German company for the technology and one Italian company for the aesthetic design. Uh, and I have both of those in uh, articles that came out after this, we're going to talk about that, of new 5G devices that will offer functions ranging from high-speed telecom to traffic and safety sensors, including air quality monitors. Now, a lot of these smart poles, folks, are going to end up having the uh, carbon sensors in them. I'm not kidding. This is real, folks. I'm not reading a movie script here. Goes on to say, quote, I think innovation is in our DNA. We are pushing the envelope in technology, resiliency, sustainability, and advanced transportation, end quote, says Lago. Quote, at the end of the day, our residents and business community deserve innovation. That's technology. End quote, says the mayor. Quote, if you want to welcome businesses and residents to the community, you have to be on the cutting edge of the latest and greatest technologies. Both for protecting the citizens, (laughs) protecting them, imprisoning them, enslaving them, uh, and simplifying the processes of government. We have to continue to look for the next great thing, end quote. And then there's one more featured innovator here, Dr. Robert L. Hannon, MD, using technology to reinvent heart surgery. So um, let me show you first... Um, I don't know if I want to go into the city document. Let me show you this. This is from July 30th, 2021. And this is from traffictechnologytoday.com. And this is by Lauren Dyson. Again, written in July 2021. Uh, U.S. City of Coral Gables installs AI-powered smart city pole technology from Eakin. Eken is this German company. I've been doing some research on them. It says, the city of Coral Gables in Florida has become the first city in the USA to install a smart city technology solution powered by artificial intelligence. The innovative AI-powered Spotter provides public sector agencies and law enforcement providers with next-generation data analysis capabilities. This will improve city planning, traffic, and enforcement, public safety, environmental protection, Wi-Fi access, and more. Coral Gables' new smart city pole is the first of its kind implemented in the United States. The city's pilot project includes installation of the Eakin Spotter on the west median of Alhambra Circle and Ponce in downtown Coral Gables. The technology was specifically engineered to meet Coral Gables' smart city goals, as well as Florida building codes with wind load requirements. The city's engineering standards and telecommunications and sensor technology and interoperability requirements. The Spotter has been honored with Global Innovation and Design Awards, including USA CES 2021 and German IF Design. The patented technology offers an all-in-one avant-garde design, backed by Advanced Aerospace Engineering and Science of Material Principles. The uh, AI-powered technology consolidated into the city's pilot project includes public-free Wi-Fi, CCTV, traffic, and safety sensors, vehicles, pedestrian, multimodal, speed, red light, public safety, situational awareness. Also, environmental sensors including air quality, noise, weather. and has computer vision and AI-to-edge analytics and alerts. So, for those of you that want to know about the smart polls that are going up all over your cities and your towns, this is what it is. And and we'll eventually, I covered smart polls for about half a show, maybe a couple of weeks ago, because you guys were pushing me on that. I'm going to get more into it because, uh, I'm going to show you some of the big companies like Verizon who have contracts for thousands of these things. So when you see them going up, it's obviously not a conspiracy theory. And then when you actually do the research into the contracts going on in various cities with the big mega companies, it's all real, it's here, and it's actually not going to stop. goes on to say, quote, we are proud to be a leading city in innovation and technology, end quotes, says Peter Iglesias, Coral Gable city manager, quote. This smart pole with safety cameras, public Wi-Fi, traffic, and environmental sensors will assist emergency management in creating a safer community for residents, business owners, and visitors. We are always looking for opportunities to be a leader in cutting-edge technologies, end quote. Now, you do know when you go to like a a prison, you'll have the big tower in the middle of the prison yard. They can look 360 all the way around. Some of the prisons actually have them inside. So it's like a big tower, and they have all the prison cells all the way around it. Well, this is what's going on right in the city. That's why I call a free-range prison. You have the illusion of freedom. You're allowed to walk around, but you're being monitored all the time, including now by shop owners who get to partner with the city to see if you're looking at their uh, advertising in their windows. It says the Eakin spotter provides live video and real-time analytics to the Community Intelligence Center and the Emergency Operations Center. The spotter has also been integrated to the city's urban analytics artificial intelligence platform, which provides sensor data and actionable information to citizens and city employees on the Smart City Hub platform. If you want to look at that, it's coralgables.com slash city. Let me see, because one of the links is broken, and there's a new. Okay, now, this is actually it. Um. This is their smart city platform, which is funny because it's a terrible website that connects you into all this high-end technology. But it's terrible. It looks like uh, a third grade Indian designed this. I, I actually, to be honest, I wish I could just get the contract. I'll go in and build it. I'm like, hey, you know what? If people want to live in the prison, let me build them a better uh, website to interact with this thing. I mean, it's terrible. I'm showing it on the screen. Literally looks like a third grade Indian guy, dot, not feather. Uh, built this thing uh but let's go back here because i want to finish up this uh article where did it go folks where did it go okay we're right here so it says uh Quote, a bonus aspect of the smart pole is its sleek design, which was created specifically for Coral Gables to withstand hurricane winds in compliance with Florida codes, end quote, explains Iglesias. Quote, with no external wiring boxes or attachments, the city can increase its smart technologies while remaining aesthetically pleasing using durable aluminum, end quote. Uh, Elkins or sorry, Ekans Smart City Solutions use AI and high resolution video sensors to turn everyday cities into smart cities, including the analysis of traffic patterns and rush hour congestion points to improve traffic flow and prevent accidents. They could just partner with Google on that. It goes on, I mean, the CIA's Google Maps it goes on to say smart city environmental analysis inputs include air quality, temperature, humidity, and carbon monoxide. Video monitoring includes multimodal traffic analysis, parking management, red light enforcement, and speed detection. Its compact design allows for easy placement within the cityscape. It, it, folks, they, they make you believe that this is giving you uh, convenience. And and everything that they're talking about is policing you. And yet somehow folks go, I want to live there. It's a great city. It runs so wonderfully. And th- these polls, they can actually talk through them at the command center, I was reading about some of them, they can actually put those uh, those uh, noise machines in them that'll blow your eardrums out, like the military noise machines, so they can use them for crowd control, like people don't realize, this is the prison planet poles going up, and people cheer it on, oh yeah, oh they got a uh, traffic pattern sensing in them, It's great. Goes on to say, quote, we are proud to partner with the city of Coral Gables on our first U.S. smart city pilot program featuring the Eakin spotter, end quote, says AKIFP. Uh, Eakin, founder and chairman of Eakin, quote, our commitment to flexible design helped ensure that we met the city's needs, including withstanding hurricane force winds and fitting within the aesthetics of the city center. Together, we are helping make Coral Gables a safer, more enjoyable place to live with a focus on environmental impacts, traffic improvements in public safety where's all the criminals coming from that they're going to try to enforce against goes on to say eakin's flexible smart city solutions make it easier for officials to understand their cities and create impactful policies that promote safety and well-being for all residents end quote it's always about safety to keep you safe from yourself folks goes on to say eakin's modular design provides local governments with the ability to customize each device and collect and analyze the data needed to make informed policy changes to promote a safer, healthier living environment. And it, the only way it becomes safer and healthier is if they get rid of all the technology. It goes on to say the Eakin Spotter is a self-contained unit that requires no additional hardware infrastructure. Using Eakin's proprietary Red Eagle, a dynamic software solution with a user-friendly interface, open-integratable in, uh, architectures for integration into existing solutions. Municipalities can centrally manage all the data collected by Ekin's products citywide. All right, folks. Now that was from July 2021. When I get back, I'm going to show you this one, which is from December 2021, because they upgraded. They upgraded from that one to a new one. And I want to show you, this is just one small piece here, folks. One small piece of uh, the technology being created inside Coral Gables. And I'm going to expand on this. I'm going to just slowly peel back the layers of the onion of the Truman Show world over the next couple of episodes. And then we're going to eventually work into the history of smart cities. I'm going to show you where this all came from. I'm really trying to get you to understand Um, the inner workings of a smart city, what it actually is. Instead of you just hearing two-minute clips on Twitter... Uh, with um, repurposed clips from the World Economic Forum. I really want you to understand what it is. It's here, how to look out for it, how to check to see if your area is becoming a smart city so you could decide when to pull the ripcord and make your great escape. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to make a great escape to a short commercial break. My name is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold.
0: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold. And you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, so that last article was from July 2021. This one is from December 2021. I just want to show you, this is in miamitodaynews.com. And this says, uh, next generation of smart city polls coming to Coral Gables. There'll be a little bit of repeat info, but it's okay. So it says Coral Gables plans to install two to three smart city poles that incorporate Wi-Fi, 5G, CCTV, traffic, environmental, and safety sensors in 2022, according to city chief innovation officer, Ramundo Rodolfo. And I mentioned earlier, we're going to get into him. He's a very important character in all of this. Uh, he's definitely a head prison planet at warden guy. It says a pilot poll Miami Today reported in May was installed in early summer 2021 in Coral Gable Central Business District. That's the one we were just talking about in the last segment. It says the apparatus was designed for the city by Eakin Smart City Technologies. And Mr. Rodolfo said the pilot program has provided officials and designers feedback that will be used to improve the, quote, next generation, end quote, of polls. See? This is part of why I'm trying to break this down and dissect this for you. Because don't just think this stuff pops out of nowhere, folks. They just already had one installed. They got stats back from it. Now they're creating the next generation. All right. That was quick turnaround. Six months. It says, for example, he said, after viewing the original prototype, changes were made to the design of the pilot pole to ensure it could withstand hurricane winds. The cost of this poll to the city, he said, was around $18,000, and the improved next generation polls will probably be pricier. However, he noted installing a separate apparatus for all the technology included in the polls would be even more expensive. The next polls, he said, are slated to be installed on Alumbria Circle, part of the central business district where a number of financial institutions are located. Make them pay for it. They want it so bad. It says, uh, based on feedback from the city, they will feature new modules, including, quote, smart lighting, end quote, and the ability to broadcast public announcements so you can talk through these things. I told you, there was one of these in Nashville where the bombing occurred a couple of years ago on uh, Christmas, and the police were talking to the guy while he was sitting in the truck uh, through the smart poll, and then for some reason, all those articles have been scrubbed. Goes on to say, nano hotspots with 5G capabilities, Mr. Rodolfo said, were added to the polls, which Miami Today reported was part of the original plan but had been temporarily scrapped as of May 2021. Now, we're going to get into some of this as well, these 5G uh, replicators they have on these polls. Goes on to say, according to Mr. Rodolfo, the technological design of the poles allows engineers to quote, plug and play end quote new modules without necessarily having to rebuild the apparatus to make improvements. So it's like a computer tower, all right? And you could plug in various hard drives, you could plug in your graphics card, etc. Goes on to say the next generation he added will look a little different as they are being designed by Italian firm Pininfarina. Quote, by working with Pininfarina, we handle the aesthetics and industrial design and beautification. I went to school for industrial design. I should get a job down there with these guys. End quote. He previously told Miami Today. And quote, by working with Eken, that's the German company, we're looking at consolidating all that smart city technology into one pole. End quote. The installation of these polls, Mr. Rodolfo said, is part of a larger effort to improve Coral Gable's city, uh, smart city capabilities and ultimately improve public safety and economic opportunities by attracting businesses to the city. Again, folks, if I'm running for mayor in uh, my future West Virginia town, I promise you we will be bringing no new businesses to the city. We will keep the government small, lean, lean as possible. As close to no government as we possibly can. Uh, Someone wrongs you, you just whack them upside the head with a shovel. That's how it'll work in my town. Uh, it goes on to say the installation of poles, he said, coincides with city efforts to install fiber optic capabilities throughout Coral Gables, which has already begun in the business district. The exact number of poles that will be installed yet has not yet been determined. There'll be a lot of them. Trust me. The city has identified, according to a map on the, quote, smart city digital library, end quote, page of its website, eight, quote, smart innovation digital districts end quote where smart city technology will be prioritized now they already have this small city broken up into sectors all right they're called smart sectors, I believe. We'll be getting into that. It says the central business district, Mr. Rodolfo said, is District A, District B. He said will be will include city hall. Later priorities, he continued, include enhancing smart city capabilities along US-1 and the underline, which is planned to eventually run through Coral Gables. So the reason why we went over this, as I just said, folks, I'm dissecting how this stuff moves forward all right how the planning moves forward how they're putting this together now up on the screen and i mentioned to you they started doing this at least back around 2017 2018 i'm still doing research into this uh as i go uh, through the next couple of shows we'll, we'll be breaking this all down now this is a flyer uh pdf uh, you can see i'm going to back it out for pain.tv slash gold it's big it's it's it was like a multi-fold pamphlet uh laid out in a graphic design style kind of a pain in the butt to look at but we're going to look at it This says uh coral gables the city beautiful that's their slogan how about the uh prison the prison technological coral gables the prison technological that's the city beautiful a world-class city with a hometown feel And it says here on the front page, Smart City Initiatives. And they have improving quality of life and customer service. Customer service. Sustainability, resilience, livability. Fostering innovation, citizen engagement, and economic growth. Continuous improvement, efficiency, transparency, inclusion. It says leveraging, yeah, inclusion is a big one in the smart cities. I don't know. For some reason, they always have to talk about gender and LGBTQ inclusion. In the technocracy, don't worry. You could be a woman and you can be gay or trans. It's totally fine. Questioning, whatever you want to be. Goes on to say leveraging infrastructure, technology, and horizontal integration. And I'm telling you, the graphics people here are terrible, and the website for this is terrible. I wish I could get a contract. Give me like $250,000. I'll come in there. I'll redesign all this stuff for you guys. I'll sell out for a week. I'll make you a great website. I'll redo your graphics. Fantastic. I could tell God that I helped build a smart city. It says uh, strategic planning, innovation, continuous improvement, customer service, quality of life. And then it has all these little graphics here these little icons on automation uh, cloud computing artificial intelligence big data a bunch of them here says for more information visit coralgables.com slash it and coralgables.com slash smart city of course they got to have the qr code on the front of this you can like them over at facebook look up city of coral gables twitter city coral gables uh website coralgables.com all right now Not sure exactly what order this goes in, but we're going to look at this. We go to the next page. It says, Coral Gables Smart City Initiatives. The City of Coral Gables, again, this is from Coral Gables. They say the City of Coral Gables promotes the development of a smart city technology that fosters innovation by bringing together people, businesses, organizations, things, and systems. Citizens benefit with continuous improvement of customer service and quality of life thanks to the city's digital transformation. The Coral Gable Smart City Plan includes a new Smart City city Hub public platform, which is terrible. That's the one I showed you. A data marketplace, an application store, transparency portals, a crime intelligence center, data platforms, Internet of Things, and a robust and resilient technology infrastructure with high-speed communications. For more information, again, you can visit coralgables.com slash IT or slash smart city. And so then they've got a smart city ecosystem, collaboration, partnership, intelligence, customers, stakeholders, and technology. And then they have a graphic here, people, business, organizations, things, and LT systems. And then it's got data platforms. It says data aggregation and correlation, business intelligence and analytics, and back end. Uh, public and private clouds and data centers, artificial intelligence and machine learning, open data and APIs, big data aggregation and analytics, video analytics, and horizontal and vertical integration. And then it's got a little block here for Internet of Things. It says real-time urban environmental visibility, physical interfacing. And under this, they have smart lights, uh, traffic and parking sensors, public safety smart equipment environmental sensors and actuators smart devices smart kiosks and digital signage robotics and smart vehicles of course with the picture of a drone all right on the next panel it has a strategic planning innovation customer service continuous improvement quality of life again this this is seriously laid out by like a third grade, a third grade Indian. I'm not kidding. It says smart city hub, value, transparency, open data and analytics, actionable information, efficiency, citizen engagement, mobility, accessibility, inclusion crowdsourcing and collaboration and they've got four graphic charts here one says data marketplace it's got open data portals iot dashboards gis portals it's got an app store for the city enterprise systems for e-government They have transparency portals with a chart that I won't read, citizen engagement, and they have the Crime Intelligence Center, and they show a picture of a room with all these big TV monitors like they're in a news station control room. Then they have another block, high-speed communications and resilience. It says Robust Resilient Smart City Network Foundation, and they've got blocks here, Resilient Network. Uh, fiber optics, wireless backbone, metropolitan ethernet, public and private Wi-Fi networks, satellite and cellular communications, and smart energy resilience. Uh, Then we go to this next uh, slide here. It says award-winning smart city, 60% of population has bachelor's, Uh, or higher, 55% of population speaks a second language, 40 is the average age of residents. third top small city in the country to start a small business, among top five places to live in Florida and 40 best cities to live in the United States, 98 walk score in business core, and home of University of Miami. And then, uh, let me see here, folks, because there's a lot more here, which I'm not, Yeah, you know what we're going to do? Let's save the rest of this uh, for tomorrow's show because I don't want to rush this. I want to go through this because this is the city marketing piece on uh, Coral Gables uh, becoming a smart city. And then as I said, I have so much information that we have to tie in here, but this is the anatomy of a real-world smart city. We're no longer talking in abstracts. This is it, folks. This is... The reality, this is smart city brought to life. This is fourth industrial revolution. So, when we get back tomorrow, we're going to get into this. You know, I, I was talking to Wide Awake Jim about this today in text message. I was sharing him uh, with him some of this information and along with Marie Albanese, co host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays. And I said to them, if this was back in my old days a couple of years ago when I was producing the Douglas decody show, we had a really big audience uh and and we wanted to do a documentary on the border we wanted to do a documentary on the virginia gun rally that was going on and we would say to the audience okay we're going to run a uh, crowdfunding campaign and we get people to donate and then if we got enough money together we would go shoot a mini documentary and i said to jim if i had that kind of an audience right now, which which we're just not there yet. We haven't been doing this long enough. I would do that. I would put out a call. I would say, All right, here's the budget. I'm gonna go down to Coral Gables for, you know, three weeks or something like that. And I'm gonna go film a documentary on a real world smart city. And then we could get that out to the folks and show them this is not an abstract, it's actually happening. I would go down there, I'd shoot all the technology, I'd try to weasel my way into some interviews <clears throat> with some of the folks in government. it's it's difficult to do today because the old days you could just lie and say you're with the New York Times now they probably want to scan your driver's license, your passport, they probably want to stamp you with a uh, Bill Gates microchip in your forehead before you're allowed in. but I, I think I could do a pretty good job of this and I would go film uh, you know a good 90 minute pro documentary on this whole city in like three or four weeks, take me another couple of weeks to edit it together. And we get this out to the folks and show them let's stop talking about smart cities in terms of Oxford Oxford, England or what the World Economic Forum says this stuff is real it's out there we're looking at it and uh, I said there there's several here in the United States a couple of dozen but Coral Gables is a great one I like the name it's creepy it sounds like the Truman Show so I think it works really well so I, I don't know I don't network in those kind of circles anymore but I'm going to see if I can maybe put some money together and do something like that maybe even if I can do a third Or 40 minute documentary because I think this is really important now. People need to see what's coming to a city near them. I don't think there's any stopping it at this point. I think it will allow people at least the ability to understand what's coming and flee the situation. But I mean, that's up to them. That's up to you. I can't come up with all the solutions for you folks. Everyone's going to have different solutions. I say. Reach out to me. Let's let's get together, put some money together, and go to West Virginia. We'll build a new uh, half-Amish town there. At this point, that's really uh, one of the most realistic solutions I think there is. So, folks, in the meantime, uh, please leave us a five-star review at Apple Pod- Podcasts and a comment. It helps drive us up the rankings in the metaverse prison world that we're all living in. And, unfortunately, I have to play that game for a while. So, please do that. Think about leaving us a donation donorbox.org slash Dustin Gold Show. It really does help folks because we're only making money off this on the public side on the ads and then some money on the subscription if you join pain.tv slash gold. So do that as well because you're going to get value for that. You're going to get some bang for your buck. You're going to meet great people over there on a Facebook like mobile application website owned by Mike Moore who is the owner of pain.tv and the thomas Payne podcast so uh join us over there meet some great people we can start to have discussions on exiting the system all right ladies and gentlemen i need to exit this system i'll see you all tomorrow i should be back on my regular regu- <laughs> regular regular schedule um now that my mother-in-law is gone uh, maggie and i just have to get used to how we bounce Willie G around and take care of him during the day while my wife's working because she works here at home remotely, and then I work here. So. I've got a lot of projects going on surrounding this show, and I have to work on all of them in between. So uh, please think about leaving a donation, DonorBox.org slash Dustin Gold Show, and I will keep cranking out this material as we we dissect this worldwide technocracy. We try to help you folks figure out uh, what your plans are, what you're going to do, how you're going to make your moves, how you're going to escape, how you're going to insulate yourself from this. Uh, So right now, I'm on this kick. I'm going to show you what's happening in Coral Gables, and then we'll briefly show a couple other smart cities around the country. And then you folks will know what to look out for, what questions to ask. And um, if your city is doing this, I suggest if you don't want to live in some kind of a Truman Show prison planet, you start to make moves to get the hell out. I wish you all well. My name is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold.